0: Pull up a seat for Countertop Conversations. We're back again. Um, I guess I would like to apologize for uh, our mix-up and not getting an interview, guys, the previous Wednesday. Yeah. And then this Wednesday not having an actual interview, but we did have a lot of experts on. So I hope that works out for you guys. hope you really enjoy it we'll try and pump something else out on social media in the upcoming days but i'm really looking forward to potentially you guys here in this sunday's episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh this is my i'm i've been looking forward to this interview the most out of any so far. Just cuz i get to pick your brain over everyone else cuz i know you the most.
0: I think that's something that like so so this will be a two part thing. First part, Eric interviewing me and the second part me interviewing him and we're not going to be doing this on our Wednesdays because it's us and we want you guys to just get get, to to know know us us.
1: better, you know, reaching a new crowd. We want to let you guys know who we are. Um, I don't know. We don't, we aren't telling each other anything of the questions we're going to ask. So I can't speak for Cole, what he's going to ask me, but I'm going to uh, dive into some uh little deeper topics with you try to
0: i'm not gonna lie we're recording these on different days so i don't have questions for me yet so i guess i'm probably gonna end up using at least two or three <laughs> of these ones and a bit of my own and we really have no idea how long these are gonna take us so if we end up on a different tangent at the end, well, I hope you guys stuck around for that part. Yeah,
1: who knows if we'll go down the rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, so let's um, let's get to this. Like I said, no clue what you're going to ask for me. I hope there are things that I'm comfortable with answering.
1: All right, so I've been listening to this other podcast. It's called Team Never Quit. It's with Marcus Latrell, who's the guy from Lone Survivor. That was
0: a dope intro you showed me, right? Yep, yep.
1: yep. Got no affiliation with them, but... I would advise everyone to go give it a listen. It's a really cool podcast. Really pump up and in, like inspirational intro. I like it a lot. But the way they start out every interview is they go through. Um, I forgot what they call it, but it's like they just rip through questions right away, just to like pick someone's brain, get it, get you thinking, get you going. So I really like the idea. So I got a couple couple quick ones for you. These these are just spit back and answer as fast as you can. Okay. So, if you had to fight one, who'd you rather fight? Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson or Jason Momoa?
0: Give me the Rock, he's a little bit older.
1: Okay. Favorite superhero? Uh uh-huh.
0: This one, uh, you got to. Let's go, Cole. Uh, Bakugo. My hero academia.
1: Okay, no clue. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
0: Um, okay, so I actually have thought about this a lot. So it's a ability to I don't want to say jump jump to a different location within a ten foot radius. And then if I specifically like coin or something if my initials are on it i could throw it anywhere outside that radius and as long as there's 10 specific coins i can attach to i can jump to any of them any location in the world
1: okay (laughs) best bar in rylander
0: uh let me go to Bucketheads. biggest fear uh i guess being a disappointment
1: okay that's that's fair i get that one um if you're present for one day What's the first thing you're going to do?
0: Take a nap in the over Office.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you could go back in time and have a beer with anyone in the world ever, who would it be?
0: Vince Lombardi. I would love to pick his brain on some leadership and just talk to him how the game of football has changed over time. Like, tell him what's happened and see, like, if he would think differently about schematically stopping something or schematically doing something different to go with the time. Because I think as time changes, people progress more. But I think when we look at it, so many great minds, if they were in our age, they would progress further as well.
1: All right. So that that was the last like rapid-fire question. But that leads right into what I kind of wanted to ask you about initially, is you want to get into coaching, correct?
0: I'm in it. Well, but, like, (laughs) down the road, you want to have a full head coach job,
1: you know, varsity. Do you ever want to build it up into, like, would you ever want to go college ball in anything?
0: I think that's where my dream definitely started, was I wanted to be a college coach. I wanted to have that opportunity to coach at a college level. I wanted the chance to recruit and try to get to know kids that way. But... As time changed and most, most high school coaches don't normally get a shot once they are successful high school coaches to go to the college level.
1: Why do you think that
0: is? I think that's I think it's a lot of pride, because if they leave, they're not going to becoming the head coach because they've never done that game before. You're talking them coaching a position, um, more likely they're taking a pay cut. Because they're probably in the school district where they've been there for 20 plus years. Because college coaches don't get paid that much unless you're also a professor. Yeah,
1: you normally got to be a professor as well. So
0: I think that definitely hurts. And the easiest way to get into college coaching is through playing, then grad assisting. And that option never really was available to me.
1: I could see you being a grad assistant.
0: I, I actually, I didn't have an opportunity. I wanted to talk to the head coach. I remember Falls about that. Just because I've had experience and we had a chance to talk to him in person. But it just just didn't happen. There wasn't enough time to actually have that conversation with him. I could also try it. like, And I thought about this too. But this upcoming school year definitely yeah. stickered me. Everything's different. It's not just because of the... COVID. It's not, it's not really anything to do with COVID. Like I knew this before. I have two classes that really just are nighttime courses that take away from me doing a lot of stuff. So. Oh yeah. And one of them is pretty important for my majors, so I in my minors. So I need to like, I need to be present and I need to do them. So. Does
1: Superior have a? Uh, no, no.
0: No football team.
1: Duluth does though.
0: Duluth does, and um, Duluth actually has uh, two. Because St. Celastica, which is also right across the bridge, has a D3 team as well.
1: Would you ever try and go there?
0: I, I, if I would have coached at Superior High School or Northwestern High School this year, I think I definitely would have tried to go to one of those schools and tried to get on as a grad assistant or a student assistant position. But they don't, like, I, my connections are in Rhinelander and then with the basketball coaches... Up here, yeah. and I also know the basketball coaches at U W S. Their men's program now through yep. having guys recruited, go play there. It's
1: broadening your spectrum. Yeah, yeah,
0: I've I've <clears> been <throat> lucky enough where I've got a chance to coach three sports, so I've I've learned a lot more about coaching with all of them put together than just the actual X's and O's. So I think that's where I'm at a little crossroads here because I I applied for a job at Northwestern. Probably, well, I don't know if football's even happening, but I can't take it anymore, so yeah. it won't matter. So I can't go at Superior. And without having a job at one of those two high schools the year prior, it's going to make it a lot more difficult to get out a resume for them to say, okay, I'm going to take a chance on this 24-year-old at that point kid who I the coaches that he's been with, they don't really know. Him. And though they're... Great coaches, they
1: just don't know. Them. I don't know. Looking at some of the grad assistants we've had come through, I guess all have taken the route of they were former players, they may have taken years off in between graduating and then coming back to go to graduate school. Um, so that was, I think, they're in, but um, I mean. I feel bad for some of them because the grad assistant always kind of gets stuck with the worst jobs that any of the coaches have to do. Like, they're the ones combing through the film, setting up the all the playlists for the other coaches to watch. And
0: Yeah, they're running Scout, and Scout's not fun. And for any people that has been in football or basketball or baseball, when you're trying to, like, have people fit specific roles of other players... Especially when you're running plays or patterns, it's X's and it's lines, it's circles and lines, but it because they don't know nuance on them specifically. Yeah. Or they're you're not you say okay do this do this, when those boxes are not in the normal spots, people question what their assignment is, so you really have to. Put in there what they're doing based on your offense, which I think makes it even more difficult for basketball purposes.
1: I know you've only had the high school experience with that, which is I looking back 10 times harder than what you get in college because college you have guys that are specifically their scout team the whole year. That's all they do. And it's we had a grad assistant this past year. He was I think he was the best grad assistant we had so far. Um, and he would bring the guys in two, I think two times a week to watch film for the scout team to show them what the other team was doing and show them nuances and be like, this is how you have to run this specific play, you know? And when I was on scout team, we would have film every single Monday. We would watch everything. They'd give us the rundown on it. They'd give us specific plays. Like if they had a special, something special that they would do, um, They would also try and move guys around so that someone who is, let's say, someone who's normally playing safety, who's the fastest guy on our scout team, they would move them to maybe a corner for the week, even though it's not their normal position. But the other team had the fastest corner in the league, you know, or something like that. So they'd move players around. We had linebackers playing some D-line. We had, you know, they did what they had to to try and give them the best look. And I think that's something that you'd be good at because, I mean, I know you love... You can pick apart films so well. And...
0: I do enjoy good dive into some good film. I really need to... I want to start doing that a little bit more. And then I'm thinking, like, I, I did a really good job this week getting ahead of my schoolwork and everything. So next week, I'm going to try and put in... I honestly want to put in four hours to watching a guy play some football on Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. I want to really try and... <laughs> Stud. I know. I, want, I haven't
1: watched a ton myself, but from what I've seen... I want, like, um... I want to do
0: a deep dive because if I can't coach football this year, I maybe just want to try scouting it. Like, I that'd be a YouTube thing, and that's a long ways off from me even doing something like... Even starting a channel. Like, that's me put doing a ton of work into figuring out how I would want to grade players and diving into feminine learning what to look for specific positions
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: which I, I have a pretty good like base for information I can get because I do so much of listening to scouting stuff as is
1: mm-hmm. you listen to a lot of sports podcasts and
0: so if I use, if I use their knowledge and determine what I like I think I I do like a star system and Okay. Yeah. I think I know that's what how I wanna do it because most people are on a scale of one to ten. And I would wanna do a star and I didn't I have to figure out what what skills I value more than others and what positions and in my this first year I'm gonna do it like it's probably gonna be pretty rough especially at certain positions where like interior offensive line and D line Positions I haven't played. I've coached a little bit, but the levels I've coached have been very minimal. Yeah. Compared to linebacker, DB, running back, tight end, and tight end maybe not so much. But those three positions, I feel like I can Sub submerge myself in a lot more and get more You understand valuable. them a whole lot better. Yeah, because when you're doing film on teams, you don't just need to... you. When you're watching a receiver for you at Tech, you're not just watching what he's doing. You need to understand the concepts that this team is running. Oh yeah, you're, where, like did he actually do a good job with that route? Did he break it at nine like he was supposed to? Did he? Did he actually like, go a yard two more? Was he sharp out of his break? Did he have a good release?
1: Mm-hmm. No, you. When we're diving into it, like you can, we break it down every week. Our coaches break it down for us, like. First and, I mean, first and 10's on schedule, second and seven, third and four, you know, like that's all on schedule stuff. Um, And then they break it down into, okay, second and long. What's their, they break down into each formation. Then what's their percentage of pass plays out of this? What's their percentage run plays? You know, like what's their go-to play? And they have all this. So once you're in the game and we've repped, we've repped it enough in practice where um, I've seen it in the games where there's guys like they saw something like a certain guy doing something and they instantly like the light flicked on in their head and they turned and ran to the different spot where you wouldn't even, if you were just watching the play, you'd be like, what is he doing? But he knew exactly what route was coming in behind it to, so he got in that window and he could still cover the other one with depth.
0: I think it's so... Film is so important. But at a high school level... It's hard. It's it's really hard because, like, what you need to be successful is those small group breakdowns a lot of times. Because when you're watching it and you're in a giant group of even just 30 people, like, it's easy to get distracted. There's stuff that's that you feel like it's not really applying to if you never really play the defense side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball...
1: Or if it's not even your position. Yeah. That it's. I remember being in that high school film room and it's just like coaches, you know, picking apart the old line. I'm just like, oh, why is this important? But looking back, I, it's like, no, that is important to understand the whole schematic scheme of what's going on offensively, defensively. Like if, let's say, like as a safety, if I have the, let's say that I have the edge, that's what I got to cover. But I know exactly what's going on inside of me, and someone messes up. I know exactly where they should have been, so then I can fill their spot. Because, I mean, as you know, if the front line messes up, then the linebackers fix it. If the linebackers fix it up, the DBs fix it. So it's like it's, it's a pattern going back. So if you always understand what's going on in front of you, you can correct them and make them right. I
0: think what's interesting about that is, so like, okay, so the Packers just lost Blake Martinez. They let him walk. And he kind I don't want to say he bashed the Packers But he didn't talk well about their defensive schemes and stuff When he left Because what his job as a linebacker Was to make people right It was Z'Darrius Smith And Preston Smith are taking on this edge Mm -hmm. Or they're playing in the seat They're playing head up on the edge of the tackle Now If the ball goes their way And Z'Darrius Smith cuts in Well your job is now to fill over the top. Well, if Zari Smith holds the edge, it's your job to then...
1: It makes you play so much slower when you have to... When they have that much say up front. Like, they should be saying, he's here, like he has the edge, you go fill C-Gap. If for some unforsaken reason, they end up going C-Gap, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. correct it, make it right. but.
0: And I think that's where when you get to certain levels is you believe that certain players like Zedarius and Smith are good they yeah. are so good so basically my pet let them have rain and said you guys are so good more times than not you guys are probably going to make the play anyways so yeah. we're going to let you do this and
1: it can be frustrating yeah yeah as other players I
0: get where is coming from and I'm I'm 100% on the thing we should have walked we shouldn't have resigned him Mike Penton is a very pass-focused defensive coordinator. He does not give two shits about throwing. <laughs> 49ers game, for example.
1: <clears throat> it's normally not how it goes with defense, but...
0: Well, I mean... I think
1: it's easier to predict pass plays, personally.
0: Yeah, okay, for, for you guys, but like, in the NFL, think of how many different concepts there are.
1: If you break it down... It's not as many as what you think.
0: Okay. So then you're also talking about an average a average attempt on a pass play is...
1: All all I'm saying or... is I would much rather stop the run and have to focus on really think harder on the pass than stop the pass but then running all over us. Because your defense gets so tired when you're getting run on where if you're having passes, then you're throwing in, okay, the QB can mess up. I know it's not common in the NFL, But it's another factor. You can have a drop. You can have a tip. Like, there's more variables that can go in the defensive way, like, more often.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: that, personally, I...
0: Like, Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Jones. Every time Aaron Jones got a rush attempt, he averaged, like, 5.4 yards of carry.
1: Insane. Yes. (laughs) So good.
0: I'm pretty sure. But Aaron Rodgers averaged, like, almost 13 yards per attempt on a pass. Yeah. So, like... I get where you're trying to stop it because if he completes one out of three, they get a first down. Aaron Jones, the insane year he had. If he had two good rushes, he got average yeah. rushes for me in a first down. But like looking at most running backs in the NFL, it, even like yeah. Zeke Elliott, who we all consider really good, mm-hmm. he was averaging 4.1 or 4.2. So it's taking like you three plays. Yeah, which is but he's consistently going down. So now you have one play where you're stuffed and you can get half of that. You're, yeah. you're it's an inch game so i get it i think when you get in high school 100 percent stop the run <laughs> high like school that. for sure college i think um, you still gotta focus on the run it's it's based on your conference that's true big 10
1: you better be able to stop the run
0: yeah yeah and they've been, big 10 teams run at you a lot of different ways like I look at Ohio State compared to Wisconsin, just totally different. Like you're just and gonna
1: even Wisconsin, Wisconsin over the years, like when we had Melvin, when Melvin Gordon was yeah, but young. we
0: still ran a ton of power. We've always I know, but then power. we had a
1: lot of jet sweep yeah. with Melvin Gordon when he was young. So it's just like we can hit you different ways.
0: SEC is very interesting. Yeah, they're they're, a lot more pocket really passers.
1: Good,
0: I won't call Joe Burrow a pocket passer or a Tua.
1: I guess not.
0: Uh, and then Tua Gore. could be, though. Latua might be considered one. I don't know. I like him. But then I look at the Big 12. And I, I if, you, if you want to win a Big 12 championship, you have to be able to force turnovers. I can't even say stop the pass. <laughs> you have to be able to force turnovers and get takeaways. And then Pac 12 is, they ran a lot of spread, too. Yeah. But the Pac 12's been down recently. So we'll see if they can turn it around. Well, I don't
1: know. Alright, so back to your coaching. You wanna be a head coach. Ideally. Yeah. Is that, that this dream job right there? Would you say?
0: Yeah, I would say hmm, is that the dream job now? No, yeah, that's still my dream job. Head head football coach somewhere, probably now it's at a high school level. Um and I'd probably say it's within the surrounding states.
1: To Wisconsin, you're saying.
0: Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't mind if I ended up coaching in Minnesota. I'd be fine with it. And in Michigan, I'd be okay with it. Ohio would be a lot of fun. Um, you're not getting a long tenure in Ohio though, if you suck. So. <laughs>
1: um. So with doing that, what's your like? Because we all know a high school football coach is not making enough money around here.
0: Well, I'm gonna be a teacher, broski.
1: Yeah. And you're going into
0: high school s- math.
1: What made you choose math over anything else?
0: So I was gonna do chemistry and physics, and then I got into then I took a chemistry course, and I like almost didn't pass it, So I'm like, yeah, it's probably ain't for me. So I switched to math.
1: Okay. Um, any inspirational people that like-
0: first that specifically got me into teaching?
1: Yeah, let's no. go there. No, <laughs> I
0: know. I, I chose to teach because I wanted to coach. Yeah, there's people, there's coaches that influence on me wanting to coach, but there's not coaches or teachers that influence me to wanting to teach. I honestly don't care for school that much, so I know not <laughs> So you're I, going back to it for the yeah, rest yeah, of your life. It's the most awkward thing and counterproductive, but if I can make it somewhat more enjoyable, then and I enjoyed it, I just don't like it. So if I can just have people enjoy it enough, I think I'd be very happy with the teacher that I'd become along with, like, helping students along the way. So I do see myself potentially helping out a, a basketball program, even if it's at a 7th or 8th grade or middle school level or something like that. And uh, Spring, spring I'd probably want to myself. Like, I I got to take one season off. I can't do three sports, three sports. I think Yeah, you know. especially because yeah, they overlap
1: maybe. a lot. If you have a late season and football goes long, it's overlapping into basketball. Basketball is always... On the verge of track season, depending on how deep you make a run.
0: Whose dog is that? Our neighbors. Okay.
1: I don't know which one that is. But, um.
0: I think if, like, ideally you end up football and then something in the spring. Okay. Like, because normally you're not getting that over, like, winter. Winter I would love to have overlap. If I'm having overlap, that means I made it to the state semifinal or the state championship game. No yeah,
1: <laughs> I'd be okay with having that,
0: yeah, and then, like for middle school, oh, did middle school ball start earlier for me? I middle
1: think they do. Ball is
0: super short, which is super yeah. nice,
1: Because our season always ended at Christmas,
0: yeah, it ended super early, but I just can't, I just can't remember when it started. that's my issue,
1: it definitely started like right after football, yeah,
0: yeah, so as long as it like's after that week of, like it'd be totally all because I really enjoyed. Coaching, I had one season of middle school ball that was super fun, and that would give me a season and a half of off, where I could. And let's face it, if my that's up to my wife. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. she's making some money, but like, it's a little extra money in the bank account for doing that, or she's gonna make me become a ref because that's really nice money. Be ref.
1: And now, What would you be a ref for?
0: Oh gosh, I hate myself, but I would definitely do basketball.
1: So then you can't coach basketball. No,
0: I couldn't coach basketball. That would be like a money decision where she's like, yeah, I don't want you gone all the time. Where but I'm refs with...
1: are gone a lot.
0: Yeah, but like if I did, two, I did two Tuesday Fridays. Week... Yeah, Tuesdays, Fridays.
1: The occasional Thursday.
0: Yeah, occasional Thursday every now and then. It's like a 150 bucks. Like people. I do people... remember I ref'd
1: one summer league game and I got decent pay for like a 45 minutes of work.
0: Yeah, it's insane. And it's, Who was I talking to? It was a teacher up in Superior. He would ref during the winter, and then that money he, him and his family would use every year to go on vacation somewhere. Oh, that's nice. Because it's working yeah. like three things. I don't know if I'd want. I oh, I actually screw that. I want to be a track person. That'd be
1: fun. <laughs> you just stand there.
0: I know. Shoot a gun. I I enjoy track. Like that was one thing where I actually like. I knew nothing about it going into it. I was one of the, probably the worst coaches anyone's ever had in my first year.
1: I, people used my coach my senior year, and no offense, Cole, but I can attest he did not know diddly about track that year.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I just said it. I said, yeah. I knew mean, I nothing, but I had a chance to go to a couple clinics, do a ton of research, and actually kind of develop some stuff. And I really like enjoyed it. Like I could, I can go to a track meet now. Oh, it was cool. It was cool
1: coming back years later and seeing you coach it, and actually talking to you and seeing how much you learned and how well you understood it, and wishing. I know Kramer said the same thing to me, Coach Kramer, before that, when he first was coaching me that those years that you know, he didn't know as much as he knew now, which, I mean, yeah, everyone learns over the years, but I wish I could have had you guys when you guys knew even more about it.
0: I think that's always going to be a coaching regret is you're always going to say, oh, I wish I would have done this last year. I wish I would have known this last year. Yeah. Because, and I think it's just people like we learn through trial and error. We learn through reading and being around other smart people. And I had never really been around track coaches at all. And Going to state track and listening to one of the best high jump coaches and Katie Seeing broke the how state they record. do it. Yeah, yeah, it's just insane. And high well, jump would be never really clicked, but like long and triple, like listening to those guys and finding some relay stuff out, that's where I really enjoyed myself.
1: I mean, that's how it is with, I feel like, everything in life is you start out and you make those dumb mistakes. I know, heck, when I was in track, I remember running the 4x4. Four I was the second leg at that point, and I tried passing a kid coming into the 200 meter mark. And then, because I was just trying to keep pace, but then he picked it up, and I ran in the lane two all the way around the freaking corner, and I was dead, and I was an idiot for doing it. Mm -hmm. Did I ever pass again on a corner? No. I waited till the straight stretch. I either tried to book it right in front of them right before a turn. Or I'd wait till I came out the other end, and then turn on the burners and try and get around someone. So I mean, yeah, just like in general in life. I think it's really cool how like you always gotta be pushing, to get better and better and better.
0: Learning more, never stop learning. Once you stop learning, you're, going you're to just stop. going downhill. Yeah. yeah, continue to learn, and like, it's everything. Like I, I strive to learn more in sports every single time. Learn how to... I've learned how to make a pulley system today, for Pete's sakes.
1: Yeah, you still got to explain that to me later.
0: Like, you want that on the pod, or like... No, we'll talk about that later, because oh, I'm
1: going to need a better... Yeah, I was You guys don't need to hear about that, but... I
0: thoroughly impressed
1: with myself. Um, shoot, now where was it? oh, Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to talk about. You said earlier that you had coaches that inspired you to want to coach more. Who are you talking about? Uh... Well, I'll throw this in there too, because this might be the same person yet. I also wanted to ask who's the most inspirational person in your life? These can be different people. I, I just okay. didn't know if they overlap. Okay, uh,
0: no, I would say no. Okay. Um, inspirational person in my life would probably be. I'd probably go. Oh let's
1: go coach first, because that's what no, we're I'm thinking on. on
0: that one. Uh, let's go. I would probably <laughs> say to my, my mom, because she does have a work ethic that's. So my dad is a crazy work ethic, but he works towards one thing. Well, my mom, she runs her own business, she runs on excavating. She literally does ninety five percent of the housework. She's up until two AM every night doing extra paperwork and she's always reading something about being a better leader. She's got her platform is basically leaders. Like if you go on YouTube or like wanna buy discs of hers of her doing talks like that she's got a bunch out there now she's put herself in a position where she's she is her one of her main jobs is being a leader and helping people improve their lives through a bunch of stuff uh i don't think i've ever, i think i've seen her miss going to church twice which is like that's crazy devotion to anything like mm-hmm. most people can't say they miss up some, something like that that many times in their life
1: yeah no i mean that's it's a great role model to have in front of you day in and day out. Because um, I think a lot of people, they will they they might have short spurts of that motivation. They'll be able to sustain that for one, two months. Hell, maybe you know, all the way up to a year. But you've seen it 23 years straight.
0: And then for coaches, I think the first one I look to is Derek Lemons. And I think for me with him, it had more to do when I was younger. Because I remember sitting at a Kodak uh, hoops, and my mom forced me to go, and I was really <laughs> upset about it. So oh, I didn't want to. Do I loved camp. going to those camps. I, I didn't want to go. I was really upset that I had to go this Saturday morning. Oh,
1: it was the Saturday morning ones? Yeah. Oh, I got picked on one time. I had. I'll tell you that story. Keep going. <laughs>
0: so I was sitting there, and everyone's coming by me, and I'm just pouting, and I don't even think Lemons talked to me at all, but he was back from a tour overseas, and. He was the guy leading everything. So he wasn't even a coach yet. He was not even a coach. He okay. did know who I was. Okay. I don't even know if he knows the story, but like, that's why I wanted to play ball. And then when he became the coach, I was that's like, really yes, cool. I want to play with for this guy no matter what happens. Like, yeah. man, I could be terrible. I just want to be by this guy. He brought me into this game, and so I want to be able to really work for him and learn from that guy.
1: That's really cool to hear. I mean, you know I I respect him so much, but uh, what do you think? What do you think? Some one attribute about him, like the number one that you want to see in yourself someday as a coach. Tough love. Explain.
0: So I think with coaching and maybe I don't I don't want to say parenting right now, but we are in a very. <laughs> That's a... Touchy subject to some people. I know, and like it should be because you should think you're always doing the best for your kids, or that you are doing your best for your kids, and most people do in their life. Like most people, don't complain about it or anything. But I think the ability to harp on a kid, get on a kid, and be able to show him love, and the way that he feels like, and I know. Some people won't respond to that, but somebody getting on you to do something better, but always being able to say you did something well, you're doing better at this. Come on, you got this. I know you can do better. Don't don't have those hands down. So get those hands up. Keep them up. Just little stuff like that, and I guess that's something I try to always bring to practice is energy, and I think sometimes. It's not, like, you want to have that energy, but if you are a super energetic person in practice, well, you have to be that way in, in games. So you want
1: to practice how you play.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm a very, I want, in games for the more part, more part, I'm a much more calm demeanor. I'm trying to be analytical. I'm trying to think of the next move ahead, mm-hmm. which I think is why I'm coaching football a little bit more than basketball, because it's, it's much more of a chess match. Mm-hmm. You're putting pieces where you I want them to I know
1: other people won't see it like that, but I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're essentially, each T you get a move. Mm-hmm. Uh Offense always moves first, then defense.
1: And who can react better to the other one once they are moving?
0: Mm, it's Yeah, it's basically if I, if I move a piece, and we don't know which piece we essentially moved. All mm-hmm. we know is we're moving a piece. Sometimes I end up moving a pawn forward. Sometimes they end up taking me out diagonally with the king. Yeah, it just it just happens, and I I think that tough love that he gives to his players that. It's not always the easiest to take because it's not so flattering. It's him getting on you and knowing that he cares and that he wants you to succeed. That really was something that I want to carry over.
1: I know he he's said it before in general at camps at practices. The fact that if he's not talking to you, that means you really messed up because he has lost faith in you where he's not trying to get on you as much anymore. But I think another fact that um, I had a talk with him one time about it was that he coaches every player specific. It's not a blanketed tough love. It's a tough love towards the person of how much can they really take. Like, I mean, you saw it. Some players, he can just light up. He can get into them. But he knows that's they're going to respond positively to that. Where other players, he might have to take it a little easy, like just get on them here and there and not yell at them at every single mistake they do because then they're just going to tear themselves apart. So I think it's a, it's a fine line to learn, understand your players and learn what they can and can't handle.
0: And I think I truly learned that I got an opportunity to coach seventh grade middle school ball. I had this kid That's an
1: who, interesting age. Kid, the kids are going through a lot at yeah, that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the kid, and I, I didn't know any of them going into this, so I didn't know their names, and not going to say names because of how young they were at this time. And I really developed this connection for this kid, but I remember I pissed him off twice in practice. <laughs> and now, uh, when he got upset, he was the kid who shut down.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So he was out of it, he didn't want to listen anymore and a couple of times they were like I I had one of the times I really had to say it because I just I needed to know him that I had to get on to him. Mm-hmm. The second time was a schematical thing where I didn't think my players were thinking through and I needed them to think a little bit more. But eventually you learned that the way to get on these players, especially for him, was no, when you were going to critique him, it's not pri. It's not public. It's private.
1: One on one. It's
0: one on one. It's Bre- calm.
1: Breaking it down yeah. to him and showing him what you saw.
0: Yeah, you can't. You can't raise your voice at this kid. You can't get on him, and, I think then for the praising. It was the same way, for him. I he needed didn't. To praise him, hmm. I praised. I praised him quietly, and I that's think he interesting. Just responded. Yeah, I most that's, kids love hearing the praise out loud. And I would say most
1: kids, especially if they don't like getting criticized in front of people, they want to hear all the positives in front of people. So that's all people see.
0: Mm. And he has a he had a very and I didn't know his backstory real well, and I know a little about it now. And he's went,
1: eh. not the easiest route. Not
0: the easiest route, but. And I really like what he's doing. He put a lot of work in towards the sport, and he just and it's just always certain kids. Certain kids you get on, you yell at them, and they're like, okay, okay. And there's other ones that you just gotta you can't you can't put them down. Because if you put them down once, they're done for the night. Yeah. Though I mean, that those are the kids that are really hard to coach, especially when they don't take any criticism like that. That becomes really difficult because you do. With sports and life, you have to critique certain parts so you can change it.
1: I think that's part of being in sports is you learn how to take it yelling.
0: Um, yeah, when, when we all know there like there's certain players that are in like the NFL and the NBA that just can't handle that. Yeah. Way, you know? So what the best way to do it for them, especially if you're the head coach, is, is not, I don't want to say not handle them, because they, your relationship with them is very temperamental. So like in a game, it's when they come out sitting next to a assistant and the assistant just talking them through it because that way they don't kind of zone out on you. So I think that happens with athletes every now and then.
1: Oh, it's happened to me. I mean, in high school, I was much more hot-headed. And I remember there was, was plenty of times where a coach would be getting on me about something. And I would not necessarily zone out, but I like I would understand what they were saying to me, but I would like be internally and be like, Oh, that's what you want to do. Like, screw you if you want me to do it that bad, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I think that also, like, I always hate it when if someone tells me no, I say yes even more. You know, like, it pisses me off when someone tells me I can't do something. So, like, sometimes.
0: Unfortunately, in sports, it's you got to learn to, like, take what they're giving you or change something up. Like, you can't just, like, decide that you're always going to, whenever you go to the rim, Especially at like against good defenders or in like college or NBA, you're not always going to be able to rip right, and then finish on the other side of the rim. Like that can't be wrong. Sometimes you're gonna rip right, and you're gonna to have to cross over, and do a floater, ten a foot out and a half outside the, the lane.
1: Well, the I, with you just saying that, I after watching the um the last dance, I can just picture the one where MJ. Forgot what game it was, but he's going It looks like he's going to dunk, and then he just swoops right underneath and switches hand and goes up for a left hand layup out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: but that's a stupid example. Because well, he didn't it, need to. He could have just laid
1: he, it up. He could have, probably. He's like, he's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, he just wanted to dunk. But it got at the fact that you got to change it up sometimes. Yeah, you got
0: to be able to do different things, and I think that's where, like, at the NFL level... You see these young coaches
1: coming in that are doing some new stuff. Like, Sean McVay took the world by storm. And it was Kyle Shanahan. I think when... Now, when... Getting at that. That seems to be the theme of everyone wants this young coach of they can make it. You know, like, you saw the Rams go big real quick. And now everyone's like, I need a young coach. That's the way to go. Do you still think that is the right move? Or would you rather have a seasoned veteran coach come in and work with the program?
0: Uh, I think that's tricky because you look, at, so you look at those guys' names and they've had recent success. And then you look at some other people, and I think the two best examples are John Harbaugh, who literally completely changed his offense to fit his best player the Lamar Jackson.
1: It worked out.
0: And then you have Andy Reid, who just won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. I think that it doesn't matter. I'm
1: surprised you didn't pick the GOAT.
0: Bill Belichick? Yeah. See, but Bill doesn't do creative things on offense. Bill does (laughs) insane things on defense.
1: Okay, I'll give you that.
0: And he's one of the only defensive minds in the NFL that's that insanely good. I'm really hoping Brian Flores gets there. I really like him. I don't know him. Miami Dolphins.
1: Oh yeah, we've talked. Yeah,
0: okay, really, we've talked about I'm, him. I'm, yeah, I'm all in it. It's the same with Ron Rivera, kind of too. Bill's a different level of it. But when I look at a coach, I look, you want a, a head coach specifically. You want a leader, first of all, somebody who c- commands attention of a room and can convey what they're thinking and is enough knowledge on both sides of the ball to be able to gain respect from all your players. And then secondly, it's, be a, it's the ability to have a, the where we we'll fall on either side of the ball to make adjustments. If Bill Belichick, what he does so well is second quarter or third quarter, they, they don't get beat in the third quarter. It uh-uh, doesn't happen. Uh-uh. You have to be they are to amazing out of halftime. And then I don't even think you need to really be an innovator. You just have to be willing to be creative and decide what your team can do based on what other teams are doing. It's that whole, when most people are zigging, you zag. You go the other way. And I think that's where the Rams, the 49ers, the Chiefs are all going this way, and the Ravens zag the other way. And the Tennessee Titans went the other way.
1: I 100% think Tennessee did. I, okay yeah i would it's, agree the ravens did it's also
0: being it's all it's being different that's that's the thing about coaching is you never want to have the blueprint of somebody else and expect it to work for you so when you come in and you're looking to hire somebody okay it's what are you going to do differently if you think they're a qualified leader that's not what someone else is doing it's, it's, how, how, are, how are you, are you gonna, gonna to make morph
1: our program into something that you think's gonna work?
0: Yeah, it's you never want because most cookie cutter programs don't work. Otherwise, the Lions would be really good right now. Hey, uh, no. we
1: talked we talked about that the other day. A lot of Patriot coaches leave the Patriots, and then they can't get that same system to work somewhere else because I think it also adds to the fact that Bill Belichick has a like the mentality the whole lifestyle of a Patriot is different than what other teams he like. He's got a
0: PhD in defense. <laughs> yeah. Duh. It's insane. And so I, I think that's the most important thing. Like, you look at what the Chiefs decided to do, and they decided to say, screw defense, we're just going to have really fast people. Uh, the Rams it's, decided they were going to run a lot of boots. The 49ers. They were going to get a bunch of stars and a bunch of bootleg action, and the, their quarterback, they wanted to just lock him up, and it's hurting them right now, and... Kyle Shanahan's zone blocking seems specifically is just insane. And then Tennessee is. Power run game straight at the middle, C-gap to C-gap, shots deep. And it worked. And, like, those are things that teams <laughs> weren't trying to do. The, I like the Packers specifically. is I see us becoming a version of either the 49ers or Titans. And I think we need to find some way in the middle. To when you have
1: team. that good of a quarter, that's the thing is, we have the run game that they do, I think. Okay, not as good as Tennessee. Tennessee's run games. Derrick Henry's a beast. To be that big and that fast. But I, um, yeah,
0: I mean, the Packers have a lot of questions that are a really fun thing to get into,
1: but we don't want yeah. to that today. But the X factor, I think, with us is that we still have Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's still an amazing quarterback, Like and he's better than those other two. So, that, like you said, there's that extra part of we don't need to look like them exactly. We like where they're going. We like that part. But how can we fit this to our system even better and improve on what we think we can do?
0: Yeah. Zig one, zagen, And, and it, it's all about being true. Like, if you just decide to take a system and say, this is our system and it's somebody else's especially at the high school level or if you're a beginning college coach, you are going to struggle because you don't have the players for that in college because they're recruited to do something different. If you're going to spread and you're a pro team, well, you're probably having a lot of big receivers who are possession guys who can burn straight down the field instead of having those smaller receivers that catch the sweeps, catch Mm -hmm. the bubble screens, catch the tunnel screens. And in high school, you literally just don't have the ability to go and find players. What you have is what you have. And you, you can have try and
1: recruit some guys to come out, but it's not much.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: especially depending on where you live.
0: So you're there, you're you're like, okay, so we are, we have this defensive scheme and we have this offensive scheme. How do we morph it to fit the guys and how do we put the guys in positions that benefit our offense or our defense or our team the most – along with keeping them to be a- as good as they can be and happy, it seems weird to say. But in certain situations, you got to be happy with what you're doing.
1: I was going to say, I mean, we both know that there's been certain players over the years that we've talked about where they ha- played a different position their senior year because the coaches asked them to, and they were perfectly okay with it because they knew it was the best for the team. Mm-hmm. I love playing with those type of players. In any sport, if they know, like, all right, I don't like, like, it's not my, I would rather not play this, but if that's what the team needs, I'm going to be good at it and I'm going to play it to the fullest. But, okay, so let's say you are, you've worked your way up in a program and you want to go be a head coach and you know that your program, like, it's working, they, like, you aren't going to have a head coaching spot there. So you go to a new program, you get the head coaching job, some, some new talent, some new program, and you don't know a single player. The team is so bad they want a clean sweep. You have to bring in new people, so you don't know any players. You don't know you're bringing. No, this in, is a high school swing. Yeah, okay. so you're you're most likely probably going to keep some of the coaches around that were already in the program. Yeah, and yeah. then you're hoping that you get some new faces from the town that you know should have been in the program for a while or not. But how do you? implement your system with not knowing players because you were just talking about
0: the the system is not that is not really that big of an issue because you're just implementing the system
1: but you were saying how each player mm -hmm. you have to put them in the right position
0: so so through that you have two things in the summer and i i I truly believe that i got film i'm going to be able to learn something off of the film that you guys played with last season now, I'm only, I, what's really nice is I'm probably only going to have to watch about 60% of the players, really, at all. And you get the JV film, too, potentially. I don't think I would touch that at all, to be honest. I'd probably just look at the varsity film. I get all of 7-on-7. Seven seven. I get a summer work weightlifting program mm-hmm. to See who's... learn my players, who mm-hmm. they are, and stuff. And I think based off of that, I can put them into my system. But I think that it's not it's not cookie cutter. Once it happens, it happens. It's going to take time to figure it out. Like it's not gonna just be stamp done. Lock it in. I got five wins my first season. No, it's probably gonna be a struggle to, if if this team is as bad as it potentially is. Yeah. It, the scheme doesn't matter. You gotta get. You it's, gotta it's, change it's, it's the, the mentality. Cult, it's the yeah. Culture shift that has to take place first. And that is way more difficult oh, than bringing in a scheme. Like, You,
1: you know, and I have talked about that, how, heck, I remember playing times, we'd we'd be down at the end of a basketball game, but it was always in the huddle. It was just like, all right, we're winning this game. Like, down how's eight, it going to happen? Like three minutes left. Not 100% yeah. sure, but we're going to yeah, win. We're, like, we're going to figure something out. We're yeah. going to get
0: stops, and we're going to find some buckets somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter where, you know. For football, it's the same kind of deal. It's it's the kids who... Third and three, give your balls a tug, we're we're stopping
1: them on D, or we're going to piss-pound the ball right down your throat, and we're getting this first down.
0: And It's tough to change a culture and people's mentalities. And If you can do that, you're going to have success. And that's where I think the big disparity is like, you can be the greatest accidental coach in the world. You can be... The Messiah of offense, but if you can't coach, if you can't lead, you are probably not going to be successful in a professional leadership.
1: Yeah, you always can get lucky with the, you know a spot. Your heck, look at the Bears; they're like they had a great offense two two years yeah, ago. Yeah,
0: Matt Nagy put something together with yeah. Mitch Trubisky.
1: And then last year, yeah. So it's just like I don't know. You gotta be consistent in it and hold up to everything, but I think we're
0: gonna close it
1: up right there. Yeah, I, I mean we're just just under an hour, so. Okay. Yeah, but,
0: that sounds pretty good. You gotta get
1: rolling here. Yeah, yeah, I got another. I got a meeting. I gotta get to, but. I any any last remarks about you? I mean, I know I didn't get to every question I wanted. Talked a lot about coaching, but I know that's. That's your passion in life. That's I love hearing you talk about coaching because you're so like, I mean, it's cliche, but like, you know, like just looking at you, you're so into it. Yeah. And I love, I love seeing people when they have that passion because I I think it's something everyone needs in a life.
0: I think coaching for me is a lot of different things for other people. It's people who light up about um, being on the water, tinkering with cars their job for some people, mm-hmm. and it's it's finding something that you just love and you care about and you just want to get better at doing. Yeah. I think that that for me is coaching, and I strive to be good at it. Oh, you're but gonna be a
1: great it, one. I know it. I've I've played under you. And I've seen your growth, and we all everyone always has a long way to go, but
0: oh, I you're on your so way. Far. And I mean. I'm excited because once I actually get a job and enter a school district, like that'll be a real step forward because I'll be involved. I'll be able to stay around for a year or two and then I'll be able to say, hey, this is my true resume. Here I go. Let's yep. keep trying to climb this political ladder that coaching D be at times. You hate uh, to
1: see it, but yeah. So, I don't know, people go out, be like Cole, find your passion. Love life. Get after it.
0: Subscribe to us. Yep. On a Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify podcast. All three of them would be greatly appreciated. But if you only do one, we'd be very happy about that.
1: Like, subscribe, share, get the word out. Tell other people if you like it.
0: Follow us on Instagram. Do uh, you know what our handle is?
1: Listen to our other podcast. <laughs> you know, let us know it off the top of our head.
0: We'll, we'll tell you guys at a different time, but uh, until then, thanks for coming in and no, you will always have a seat at the countertop. See you guys later.